0: Welcome to Between Sundays. I'm Tyler and something's coming. Something good, but no spoilers. So while we wait on what God's going to do, Amy Christie's here to talk about her sermon last weekend. But before the jackals and owls thank me for giving them water in the desert, now that they've not brought me fragrant calamus or fats from sacrifices, let's welcome in our favorite co-hosts, wearying me with their faults. Marin and barry good day guys good day day. sorry i've been wearing you with your with my faults yeah
1: and
2: amy's here how long do i have to wear this mask (laughs) i'm here
0: (laughs) hey amy how are you i'm good good
2: it's good to be here
0: yeah Thanks for uh, being on your phone while we're doing the podcast.
2: I, I'm, I'm looking up Bible see
0: scripture.
2: I know you can see me. <laughs> okay. Can everyone see me?
0: Okay. No. Hey, how you doing? No, no, no. 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 no it's Don't mind worry, looking people. at the camera or anything.
2: I will look at the camera. I'm, I'm here. I am Guys, present.
0: It's been a while. <laughs> it has been a while. Since we've been together. Barry, you've been... Frolicking in your fields. Yes. <laughs> yes literally. <laughs> Anxious to hear about your vacay. Amy, it's been a while since you've been back. Yes. Sounds like your summer is off to a great start. Yeah, yeah it is. Yeah. Super. I want to hear about super. all of it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Barry, how's, how's uh, time away been? Uh, man, it was great.
1: Two weeks of, uh, we stayed home. So I was basically just off for two weeks and I spent those two weeks almost every single day out on the property, just doing a ton of work on the farm. I, I cleared off, uh, you know, fallen trees and I, I helped or I worked to um, clear out areas that had been overgrown. And I, mul- I chipped a ton of wood for my garden to kind of have like a, a lot of mulch. And so had a blast. And it was so gross and just miserable outside every day that I was literally sweating through multiple sets of clothes every day and taking sh- multiple showers a day. It was just, just absolutely multiple hideous showers. outside. Yeah. Like I'd come in and I'd like take a shower. And then go back out after the heat of the day, like in the afternoon, even though it was still the heat of the day, the whole day. So you had a blast. It was great. I, for whatever reason, I really seemed to enjoy that. And so, yeah, I had a really good time, made a ton of progress on my garden and yeah, just had a, had a really, really grand old time. And I had some people help me occasionally. Um, Jed and Jaden came over. To uh, help one day, and apparently they both got poison ivy. So sorry, guys. <laughs> no, uh, no but,
3: like I said, they're super sensitive to it. But they had so much fun. Jed brought a chainsaw.
1: Yeah, he was did. It? Yep, yeah. Yep.
3: And then Jaden used a weed whacker or something. Yeah. I mean, yes, anytime you give my men power tools, they are happy, <laughs> happy little fellas.
0: Yeah. So is it like wh- okay? What do we? What do we? Give us a picture of what we're doing. Like were you? So there's in all day, just like chainsaw cutting down. Tr- like what, what, what were the projects? Usually it'd be like three
1: hours is about all I could do in like 90 degree heat with a hundred percent humidity. So can yeah, it be hundred percent humidity or is that, are you just breathing water <laughs> at that point? I don't know. It felt I like I was, know. um, but basically like it, the, the property is kind of run down. So it's an old farm and there are a lot of little spots all over the place where, there's one spot where like a tree fell down and then they just started mowing around it. So now there are like several, you know, five-year-old maple trees that have grown up in the middle of that. And so it's right in the middle of the lawn. And so I had to chop down the maple trees, clear out the grass, take out all the wood that had been thrown in there from, you know, people who just threw the wood in there and, then I was, but I was also taking all that stuff and I was chipping it and using the wood chips for my permaculture food forest. So it's like, I wasn't burning anything. I was using, you bought I'm using a wood it chipper. All. I, yeah, I went in on a, on a nice wood chipper with my neighbor. And so, nice. uh,
0: yeah, what's the weirdest thing you threw into the wood chipper? Did you throw like your wood? dirty, sweaty clothes? No, it's not. That's not what it's for. <laughs> Tyler, uh, I think
3: you watch too much TV. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah, no, I, I would have I just tried to find what's the weirdest thing I could have thrown in there. I would. That would probably like really jam up the system, I'm sure.
1: But,
3: yes. um,
1: but it's <laughs> like a recall. beast. It's a beast of a machine. And it's the whole time I'm thinking like it would not be hard to like lose a, a hand with this thing if I wasn't oh. careful. So I was always very dialed in man. and paying a lot of attention when I was using it. Cause it is, it is intense. So anyway, yeah. Good times.
2: Did you help um, live with the the shutters and all of that? Oh, the exterior was great. Uh,
1: but like, I gotta say, it was almost entirely her doing the entire outside of the goodness
3: house. My goodness gracious, she it saved looks us. Amazing. She
1: saved us thousands of dollars by being willing to do it herself. But man, yeah, yeah. it looks painted the whole it house. Really good. Little cedar shutters. Yeah, she and, posted yeah. pictures. Uh, yeah. Olivia Rod. Yeah, right? yeah that's I love her Insta- uh, Instagram. Instagram. She's turning yeah. into like a straight up. DIY home makeover. It really is a little
2: bit like watching HGTV, just watching Liv's uh, Instagram and seeing the befores and afters.
1: Totally. I'm very proud of her. She's awesome. Anyway, that's about it. That's all I've got to report on my vacation. It was, it was, (laughs) it was actually really great and really relaxing. And, um, I was able to mostly disconnect my mind from work stuff and really just kind of be present in the moment. I got mm-hmm. off social media for one of the weeks that I was gone and just completely off social media and YouTube. And it was pretty freeing to just kind of not have those things eating away at my time. So
2: yeah, mm-hmm. it was good. Yeah.
0: Well, we missed you. Thank you. It's so it's glad you're back. back. Yeah. Um, we're uh, a couple weeks away from seeing each other in in person, right? That's right. We're reopening what? in August. Reopening in August, which means we're gonna have to figure out how to get between Sundays back in in the flesh. Because I feel like Amy's Amy's a little bit distracted right now, so <laughs> we're I gonna am, have to. I am.
2: I am fully focused, and I am more than capable of focusing on many things at once. I think we all know that. I'm. I'm. I am here.
1: The real challenge, <laughs> though, is how do we do the podcast indoors? We'd have to wear masks to right. follow uh, our, well, our policy.
2: Yeah, it would be. Yeah. a podcast would be hard. Like to the muffling. Yeah,
0: Can we, through your mask. You just talk Can like you? We, no, that's that would be terrible. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna we're gonna figure that out because this technology stuff is it's it's it seems like it would have gotten easier by now, but for whatever reason, I've just not. I've not hit the ground with like <clears throat> the smoothest of sailing. <laughs> yeah. Those are two, those are two different. Analogies Hitting know, the
3: ground right. <laughs> while sailing. sailing. Yes. Yeah. Sounds like you're having a that difficult is. season. Yeah. yeah.
0: It's a very hard time
3: for me. <laughs> that may be yeah, your problem you right now. Really you're supposed
1: to be in water.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. Speaking of hard time, Amy, thanks for your <laughs> yes. sermon.
2: Oh, thanks. Was it uh, a hard time? <laughs> Was speaking it of hard time? time. No,
0: you, uh, you spent the first couple minutes there talking about your hard times. Yeah. Um, so, tell us, what's your favorite thing about 2020 so far?
2: Oh, I think it would definitely have to be the bed bugs. Uh, it's, yeah. it's been glorious. Man. It's been so much fun. All right.
0: I've never seen a bedbug. I've never... Um I've never actually known anybody that's gotten bed bugs, so
2: I didn't either till I said it in the sermon, and now I have several friends that have shared with me that they. have Oh had my bugs, goodness! So.
3: Because it's a bonding experience when it you have survived yeah. the fight against bed bugs. My, yeah. Marian, have you had bed bugs? No, I have not personally, but I did live in the great city of Chicago, and right. my <laughs> husband was a caseworker at the time, going into all kinds of different living conditions. We'll just put it that way. So. I mean, he would have to come home, bag up all of his clothes. Like mm-hmm. it was a, it was a scary New time. don't have blood in them. Yeah.
2: It, it's actually more common and much easier to happen than you would ever imagine. Somebody told me, uh, emailed me and said they got it from a library book.
3: Oh my goodness. Oh my
1: goodness.
2: book that they brought home from oh the library my goodness. and there were bugs No one there. is safe. That's it.
1: why we should, uh, that's why we shouldn't read move? anymore.
2: <laughs> actually, yes. Yeah, stop reading. And actually the guy, the, um, exterminator told us the same thing that books are very uh yeah he said go leaf through all your books and uh, and bag them up and bag them up um that they can easily oh, get for you to do of, that
1: not for everyone to do that because yes. i'm like that's a lot you know, of work not everyone in the <laughs> to world to through no, every of your the posts. entire
2: world
3: <laughs> I, I wonder <laughs> how they trace it to the source how do you trace it back to that library book
2: i don't know how they did i mean ours was pretty easy to trace because I saw the the bug on me, which was I think it was because we'd been gone for a week that I actually saw one because I think they'd been waiting. <laughs> they for were the hungry. Week. They were like, "Oh, she's back!" and they just came out. I mean Ugh. that that night that I found it, I had more bites on me in one in that one half hour period than I had had the whole month that we'd had the bed
0: combined. Oh
3: my goodness! I, I got.
0: Does, does it does this like make this makes me feel like yeah, yeah, I guess, I'm, I'm watching you yeah. get visibly
3: more and more uncomfortable
0: <laughs> yeah. the longer she talks yeah. about this can
3: you imagine
2: knowing that they've been in your home I mean we really literally still I, would,
0: I would probably move
2: <laughs> well I mean it was no if you all know my husband Barry when you say you took three showers a day because you because it was so hot yeah. outside Jeff takes three showers a day, regardless of life. Like he just showers all the time.
0: Yeah. But you told me the the bugs didn't care about Jeff.
2: They didn't like, they didn't, they, they, they like feasted on you. They feasted on me. Jeff Uh, never had a bite. Not one, (laughs) not one. Um, All right.
0: But but anyway. Yeah. Another (laughs) thing you talked about in your sermon, um, you have to be honest because, when you were talking about showing up to the hotel with the lights turned off, oh my gosh! I was I was sitting there talking to my wife, and I said, "No, this is an old story. This happened years ago." No, has th- that is not the first time you guys have shown up on vacation or s- gone somewhere and been like, "Where are we staying? This is not the right hotel, or we don't have a hotel for the night, or I didn't book it." Or you think, it was a,
2: you think I've told that story before?
0: No, I feel like this happens a lot. Have to you, you had
3: other unfortunate oh. experiences on family vacations? <laughs> yeah. Oh, sure. Yes. Yes.
2: But I don't recall showing up and the hotel being
0: completely closed.
2: (laughs) Like maybe they didn't have our reservation
0: or Or you forgot to book one or something.
2: And it was a huge hotel. And. I'm looking at it, and I'm like, it just doesn't oh look my open. Goodness. And I mean, <laughs> oh my we're all together, the only saving grace is that Liza was coming from Nashville, so she was not with us.
3: Oh my yeah, god! So she I couldn't mean, make fun of the, you?
2: Whole, the whole car was like, if she had been in that van with us <laughs> when all of this was transpiring, the the stress level would have been. What heated. did
0: she do? Roast you, or just like no?
2: The, her anxiety. Uh, she would just uh, be like, "Where are we going to say it? I, what, what's going? I mean, it would have been like, I can't even." Uh, Will, at one point, just had his head down in his hands, like, we're never getting out of this. We were so excited to fly. We never fly anywhere, Uh, anywhere. We always drive 16, 17, 18 hours. By the time we checked into the hotel that we finally found, it felt like we'd driven 18 hours. It it just did. And the thing that was crazy Mm. about this was lots of things were closed. So it wasn't like you just went down the street.
0: Like we're in a pandemic or something.
2: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. And and the the riots and the protests and stuff like that added to the level of uh, lots of other things were closed. There was curfews. So it, it was kind of all sorts of things happening all at once. And so it was just it was that was the part of it. It wasn't like we just drove down the street and stayed somewhere else. It took us 45 minutes mm. to finally find a hotel that either was open or had capacity. Wow. Because all of them are are at half capacity right now. So we went into a couple that said, oh, we're open, but we're full. And where where were were you? Where did you go? Well, we went to Orlando first and then we drove down to the beach. Ah. So, um, but because of flight weirdness and stuff, we couldn't check into our place that we were staying until Sunday and we were there Saturday night. So this was just a quick, like, you know, through one of those, um, Lodging yeah. and flight apps. I don't want to say which one because I I don't want to make. Yeah, we've already bad.
0: we've already thrown the name of the town under the bus. We don't need to throw. <laughs> yeah, that it computer. wasn't their
2: fault. Every town in America is like that Stinking right now. Orlando. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, poor Orlando. Um, anyway, so it was just it was I, mean, I was like when Jeff got off the phone, he was like, "I'm um, there, close. They open Wednesday." That's what he said. He goes, "They open Wednesday." So close. I mean, Will was like, "No," and then we get to the hotel. And will like usually he might complain a little that we're gonna make him sleep on the floor because we were only gonna get one room. Liza wasn't with us yet. I mean, he literally just he went into the room and just fell flat onto the floor and went to sleep. Yeah. Like he never even asked for a pillow or anything. It was just yeah, it was it was. I pretty, can't
0: imagine why your children's anxiety level goes through the roof on family vacation. I
2: can't either. You know, I can't. <laughs> and it sounds like such a
0: nice peaceful experience. Yeah, it's
2: it's it was yeah, it was pretty. It, you know, it's all memories.
0: <laughs> yeah i'm sure yeah <laughs> my, my all ideas, memories are worth it. will
2: never they will always remember everything that we did because it was, look back always, fondly. it was always it was always full of stress and tension
0: <laughs> oh, oh my goodness we, we
2: aim to please in the Christie family so yeah it was right. pretty nuts
0: so that was all a lead up to the third week of our series didn't see that coming guys yes, I nailed the sermon series I nailed the wow week. well done Good I job. have it written down I read it making history well done um so Amy let's uh transition to talk about your are you okay yes
2: yeah oh, okay. I was just my <laughs> gosh I can't do anything I'm just itching my face you you just and no it's not that. Well, bugs you, we, we just like, talked about bed bugs and you itched your it's arm like about five
3: seconds ago every yeah. itch that you do now I'm just like oh and now you're all thinking that they're back yeah.
2: They're back with a vengeance. No, they're not. They're so gone.
0: So for more hijinks and wacky stories, make sure you go watch Amy's sermon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Weekend. Or just
2: talk to me. You can call me or email me. I'll tell you yeah. all about it.
0: Um, you want to share your phone number or anything? No, I do not. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. So make sure you watch the sermon. But for anybody who hasn't yet, will you please share kind of the big idea you wanted to communicate and have people walk away with?
2: Um, the big idea was basically something's come, something's coming in and, um, kind of honing in on that verse from Isaiah, uh, 14. Um, I'm about to do something new. Um, can't you see it? And, um, I've already begun and, uh, yeah, just this whole idea that I know, cause, cause at this point the Israelites are in exile. They are in, they're at their rock bottom so to speak. And even in the midst of that, God was preparing them for something new. He was going to take them through the wilderness. And, um, so I wanted to, I wanted people to leave feeling hopeful. Mm. Uh, I wanted them to leave feeling like, yeah, we're in the midst of it right now. I mean, we, as a, as a country, as the entire world, we're feeling things that we've never felt before. We're in a place that we've never been in before. And, uh, And and for many people personally, and that's why I shared some of the stuff that, that our family is going through, um, because other people, it's not just what's going on in the world. They've got a lot going on in their own individual lives. And so I wanted people to feel like God is preparing us for something amazing and new and good and yeah. better. And so let's keep our eyes focused on, on what's to come and let's look for where that new thing mm. is and let's join with him and be a part of it. We don't want to miss it. We don't want to yes. miss it. Um, and I really loved the, I feel like this series has really built upon the previous weeks. Um, yeah. And that's why I, I brought in what Barry had started with on week one about God is still working and Tim really built on that by continuing that theme of God is still working, which carries into my week, too. He's still working. That's why we know something new is coming. And then Tim even talking about we can we can anticipate something good and better because we've seen him do it before, remembering what he's done in the past. So it was kind of like God's still working. How do you know? Because he's, he's done it before. And now look to what what he's preparing us for. That's mm-hmm. kind of where it, it was
0: yeah so there's a there's a common theme you just touched on but especially in the three weeks but i feel like this is a common theme throughout scripture where it's like god telling his people hey remember 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 because we talk about i feel like we talk about this all the time on this show is like god telling his people hey remember Mm -hmm. remember what i did remember who i am remember who you're talking to remember and and the past two weeks uh Amy, you did it and Tim did it a little bit last week, uh, where it's like, okay, now can you look forward? Okay. Remember what I did, but also now can you look forward and you can, you trust that I did the things that you remember? Can you trust that I did, will do those things again? Okay. And, um, so Amy, as, as you're thinking through how you came up with this, uh, came up with this sermon and you're thinking through all the, all your personal stories through the summer, um, did this did this message give you hope or did this message make you like when you first started reading it in the midst of the bed bug stuff Were you like rolling your eyes at it?
2: No, I I, I felt incredibly hopeful and I always, Good. I, you know, I say this every time I speak. He always has to talk to me first before I can relay that to anybody else. Mm-hmm. And so if I didn't feel that hope, I wouldn't have been able to preach it. I, I just wouldn't. And
0: yeah, I didn't know if uh, that's it started right away. For you. I know that you come to when you come to preach, you have you've already gone through some kind of journey. I didn't sure. know if at the beginning of your journey you were like, yeah, I trust that something new is coming or if you're like scraping bedbugs off and you're like, this, this doesn't make it. No, no. This new thing better happen right now. Or, so I you know. was
3: there, I think, Amy, correct me if I'm wrong, but the beginning of this journey as it pertains to you writing this sermon, I remember we were in the green room and it was kind of on one of those Tuesday recordings we've been doing for the weekend service and you yeah. were there, Ephraim was there. You had just shown me your bed bug bites, which were kind of (laughs) isolated, you know, the back (laughs) of your arm or something like that. And and (laughs) that's why you even said it in the in the sermon. You thought you had acne or something (laughs) because it was just all these little red marks. So you had just shown me your bed bug bites and then sat down with Ephraim to pitch him the idea of singing that piece from West side story, something's coming. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. it was kind of a both. And you were right in the middle of the frenzy of the bedbugs, And yet you still had this hopefulness and you were looking yeah. ahead to what was coming. And I think mm-hmm. that that, that was cool for me to see. And I think that would be cool for people to know that you can be in the midst of a crazy frenzy and still hold on to hope and, be able yep. to look to the future something's coming
2: yeah and, and i and i was like i mean honestly i turned to jeff finally when when we you know at 4 a.m had removed our bed from our bedroom and put it on the driveway and vacuumed and <laughs> um put things in the dryer and i looked at him and i said oh i'm i'm preaching in in two weeks of course this yeah. is, i mean yeah. this is and he's he's gonna test me mm. you know i mean he, do you are you going to do you practice what you preach girlfriend cuz yeah. cuz here's a little <laughs> bit of something something to um and so yeah and and I just um I just feel like and and the more I thought about it and it always is even that song marin that that I was pitching to Ephraim he suggested another musical theater piece and the minute he did I was like ah that doesn't really work and then that song just popped in my head and I was like, oh, okay, thank you, Lord, because that's that's the theme right there. Yeah, that that song gave me. Then then it was just something's coming. Then then my mind just yeah. starts whirling and going, and and the song is so hopeful. It's so full of anticipation yeah. and like expectation, and I don't know what it is, but it's going to be great. And as I've looked not only at the pandemic, but everything that's been happening in the world, the especially what's been happening in our country with racial tension and the, and the hatred and the, I, I know that God wants to do something beautiful out of all of the ugliness that's mm-hmm. happening. And so that just, I'm hopeful. Mm-hmm. I'm hopeful and I'm not, I'm not trying to be naive about it because it's going to be super hard, but I, I want to I want it to be better. Mm-hmm. I want it to be what he wants it to be. And I know where it is is so far from the healing and the um, love and mercy and where he wants it to be. So I, I just, I know that's not what God wants. I know he wants to do something new. This can't, this is not what, so that just, all of it just feels like this storm that's been brewing that he's saying in the midst of it, join with i need you to join with me so that we can do something new and we can bring hope to a broken world you have to come along with me and be a part of it and listen and obey and yeah mm. so it just i'm hopeful because gosh isn't that what we want mm.
0: isn't, yeah. I mean, that's
2: what we all want
0: do you think this message is I mean, obviously it's, it's written to an audience of a group of people. Do you think this message is still for like, I mean, you, you, you transition to start talking about the kingdom of God and the upside down and the um, upside down kingdom and the um, full of self giving love and stuff. Do you think the message is primarily for the group of like group of people still, or is it an individual message? Like, is this message for me, like God's going to do something new for me or in me, or is this like I get to participate in something new for all of us? Do you know what I mean?
2: I feel like, I mean, I think you can take it both ways and I think it takes, I think it to me, it takes interpreting it for both individual and as the church as a whole. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like all of us together as the chosen people, as God's people that, that says right in the, in the scripture my chosen ones, all of it, that's what's going to be, that is the catalyst for true change when we're all on board together doing it. Yes, we as individuals need to be doing our part, but if we're not doing our part as individuals, then the whole can't be doing its part either. So I think it's both and, but so, yeah, I mean, I, I think as individuals we have to be on board, but it's all of us banding together that,
3: with his leading
2: that can can make things new and different and better,
1: I, I hope. Yeah, and I, I think one of the things that, that's, like, this always sticks out to me in, in this passage, and Amy, you, you talked about this a little bit, but is in verse uh, 19, when he talks about doing something new, he says, I'm gonna make a pathway through the wilderness. I'll create rivers in the dry wasteland. The thing that stands out to me is that he's trying to tell the people, look, you think that what I'm gonna do is just fix your current circumstances and basically take you back okay. through the wilderness back home. But what he says is, no, I'm gonna do something new. I'm gonna actually transform the wilderness into something completely mm-hmm. different. And so yeah. <clears throat> I think what he's doing is telling them to think beyond yourself and trust that I have something bigger in mind. And I again I, I mentioned this a couple of weeks ago, but it's like, you know. God's playing four dimensional chess when everyone else is expecting him to play checkers. He's thinking right. he, he, th- like in the midst of exile, he began the process which led to Jesus and the ultimate healing of all of creation. Right. So it's like our understanding of what God's capable of uh, is far too limited. So yeah, slow. And so right. um, I think if we have that mentality, it changes some of the way that we approach the problems that we have even though we long for God to fix the problem right in front of us, we want Him to right. fix our bed bugs. We also want Him to create a new creation in which bed bugs are not feasting on human flesh, but are instead, <laughs> right, <exactly>. you
2: know, <laughs> right.
1: vegetarians. Right. I guess. I don't yeah. Know.
2: Yes, that would be uh Vegetarian bed bugs would be great. Maybe they <laughs> eat paper then or something. Yeah that that's really good.
0: Yeah, because the reason I asked that question is because Barry, what you just said, like God started working on this stuff that led to Jesus while these, these people were in exile. Um, but these people never saw Jesus, right? right? They never, they never got to experience that. So then something new, they never really got to see that. Right. And so the reason I asked the question, is this for me or is this for me to participate in something bigger is because sometimes it's something new is like, I get to participate in that and I'll never get to see what that new is, but I'm building, I'm participating in the upside down kingdom to, to make the new thing come about that. I have no idea what that new thing is right. and I may right. never know.
1: Yeah. I, I think that's a good distinction. I mean, we as individuals have a part to play in trusting God with where we are in our slice of time and our slice of history. But corporately, as the yeah. people of God, we we have the privilege of, as a group, being a part of the complete restoration of all things, even if we, as an individual, don't always see the final result of it with our own eyes. Um, so, I think mm-hmm. that's a good distinction. But that's, that's yeah. hard for us. Cause uh, you know, I talk, talk about yeah. a few weeks ago with the humble pursuit of truth. I talked about the fact that we're so individualistic as a culture that we can't often think beyond that. So it's, it's hard for us to be okay with God only coming through for a group of people and not specifically fixing my problems. Cause I'm the only one that matters yeah. in this individualistic world. So yeah, that's, yeah. that's tough.
0: All right. So we're, we're in a world where we can't wear a mask without controversy people right. receiving that as some kind of statement that I'm trying to make. And I'm not making a statement and you talked about Amy, you talked about uh, we're not making statements. We are wearing a mask to help someone else or right. to take care of someone else or to put the other person ahead of us. How do we use that message? How do we use that message? How, how, how does Grace Church use that message to pierce through a world and a culture where we can't even wear masks without, having that be some kind of controversy, the message of self-giving love and something new. Right. How do we, how do we communicate that? Cause talking, talking to the three of us or four of us were like, yeah, we get it. We're in, we're, we're something new, but. Um, I
3: think she did that Tyler by framing it as self-giving love. Amy, I love what you said about, yeah. you know, having just lost a mother to cancer, a mother who, graciously didn't ever have to hear the words COVID-19 put together. I mean, she died right before this all really um, took over. Mm. But if she were out in public being immune compromised, I would want people to put her heart at ease by wearing a mask, even if it makes them uncomfortable for a couple of minutes or in some cases, a couple of hours. But Amy, you framed it not as, a political alignment or a, a political statement, you framed it as self giving love and you did it with compassion. Um, and I really hope, I hope that people, especially Christians, I, people who aren't Christians, I don't, I don't know what they're going to do, but I would hope hmm. <laughs> that the family of God would start to grasp this concept of putting others ahead of themselves. I think for too long, that that fundamental truth of what it means to be a follower of Christ has been ignored, mm-hmm. and that's why it's so revolutionary. When it really should not be revolutionary. Hmm. <laughs> I, I had a great uh, fireside chat with my husband and my kids yesterday. Um, we haven't had much FaceTime together, um, even through this last couple of weeks of this quarantine life or whatever, we're we're starting to kind of go off in different directions. So it was nice to pull us all together last night and talk about some of these things. And um, one of the things that came up was that part of your sermon as we talked last night and what it means to be, uh, where does our allegiance lie with our my kids are getting more interested in, in politics and it's kind of adorable to mm-hmm. see how they're shaping their, their minds and, and sometimes concerning to see what's shaping their minds. So yeah. it's important that we have these conversations, but I talk to them about their allegiance being to Christ as the head of their life above any worldly construct of man regardless of where you lay or where you find yourself on the political spectrum, our allegiance is to self giving love because that is the example of the good shepherd who laid his life down yeah. for the flock. Right. So I think Tyler, I think yeah. her words did I mean it pierced my heart.
0: No, yeah, that I, I guess that's kind of what I was fishing for is to to the three of us who talk about this every single week that that resonate that hits home. That's like, yes, I want to do that for other people. But we live in a world where churches are going to open, and we're going to be having to wear masks, and a lot of people receive that differently. So how do we communicate? And, and you said it should not be revolutionary there. Mm-hmm. the message, the message of that we're talking about right now, the upside down kingdom and the self-giving love, like that should be revolutionary, I think to the right. world, but to the, to us, it's not revolution. Like we, we get it. Yeah. We're in. Yeah. And, and so my question really was like, how do we use the message of self-giving love or the message? Um, yeah. How do we use this message or how does this message pierce through us to the world that it can't wear a mask, you know, without making some kind of statement. And I think the answer is if we can convince the people of grace and the followers of Christ, that this is not about us. It's about, it's about self-giving love. We do these things. A mask is one example, but we do these things, um, out of self-giving love that I think that's mm-hmm. what you were saying is, I think that's the way you do it.
2: Yeah. And I, I, The whole idea, too, was if if we want God to do something new, then I I believe that we have to be something new as his people, as the church. And I don't think that we've set ourselves very far apart from the rest of the world. As a matter of fact, I see people that don't claim anything about Jesus that are practicing self-giving love more than some people I know that that. Are claimed to be followers of Jesus, and that breaks my heart because they should be looking at all of us and saying, yeah, it is revolutionary, but I don't yeah. know that we're living in such a way, many of us that claim Jesus is our Savior, um, in much of a different way. As a matter of fact, I see a lot of people demanding their rights in the midst. And I'm like, I don't remember Jesus ever once demanding his rights ever. And (laughs) so I, I just, yeah, I, I I wasn't going to say it. I wasn't going to say either of those two pieces about the, the giving up of power or the mask thing, because it is also politicized and it's not political to me. Hmm. So I, I didn't want it to keep people from listening because they were angry, but I'm like, I can't, we can't shy away from the message of who we are called to be and who Jesus was because other people have, have made things political. It's not political. It's the gospel. It just is how we're supposed to be. And, um, I don't know how we expect him to do new things with people that are living in ways that when his people are living in ways that are contrary to what he calls us to be mm-hmm. like, I don't. God. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I, I think Grace Church in general does a really good job yes. of this. I think it doesn't matter. Like, like you said, it, it does not matter the what the American politic part of this, like that, that doesn't, that never enters into our conversations. Right. Um, we believe that things like this, like the self giving love is a, is a gospel, is a gospel variable. It's the, it's the thing that, that makes, um, that ma- makes us the most effective and being followers of Christ. And so how do you do that? How do you practice self giving love? And right now in a pandemic, this is just one of those ways. And so I think that, uh, I think grace church in general does a really good job of saying, what is the, what is the, what is at the core of the gospel with this issue? And what, what does that look like in terms of self-giving love? So I think we, and Barry, you've done a great job at like helping us frame our thought processes around how mm-hmm. to think that way. Thanks. Um, and how to, how to bring it back to self-giving love and the the concept of it. Yeah. So, my next question is, and my last question is, do you think God is going to do something new regardless of whether we're paying attention or do we have to pay attention in order to see it? Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, is it going to be so obvious that, wow, that is something new? I'd never, you know, or is it, or do we have to be paying attention in order to see it? And experience I think maybe
1: it? we have to be paying attention to participate in it. Um, but I think he's going to do something new regardless of whether we're have our eyes on it or not I think he is he's in the business yeah. of restoring our broken world and mm. it's it's really up to us whether to whether to go diving in with where he's working or whether we just are waiting around for him to jump in where we are yeah
3: yeah I i agree I can see stories in the bible and I can see stories in my life of missed opportunity and Amy, you talked about the importance of being in step with God so that we don't miss what he is doing, what he wants to do, how he'd want to use us. First Bible story that comes to mind, I think, is at um, Deborah, where... Uh, there was a man who, who didn't want to take on the, the challenge and, and became afraid. And God said, okay, well, now I'm going to give the glory to a woman. You know, somebody missed out. Deborah? Is that Deborah? Deborah? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my, my. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, it's a story of God's going to do what he's going to do. Maybe he would have used you, but you were not available. Right. He's going to use somebody else. And I, I don't want that to be me. Mm -mm. if god wants to use me i want to be submitted to his will i want to be brave i want him to move me i don't want him to see that i'm unavailable right (laughs) and then go you know use somebody else because maren was unavailable moving on right right this i took this i took this as a both and um sermon from you, Amy, to answer a lot of Tyler's questions, it was personal to me on a deep level, but it was also corporate to us as a church. It was very personal and very corporate, even where, you know, Tim last week told us to remember what God has done. But then the the scripture you opened with said, forget all that. (laughs) Yes. You know, so even that is a both and yes, we're supposed to remember his faithfulness in the past and what he's done and how he's brought us through. <laughs> you, you okay there, Tyler? No, I'm laughing because I keep seeing a fly a fl- land on so Barry's face. <laughs> trying to... <laughs> throughout
0: throughout trying everything to you were saying, it, a fly is just landing yep. on Barry's forehead. Sorry. It's,
3: you know, remember my affliction and my wandering. My soul is downcast <laughs> <Yes>. within me. <laughs> New King James. We remember yes. what he's done, but he wants us to look ahead to the future and I'm kind of living in that tension Right now, um, i right. remembering the past sort of longingly. This is that year of grieving and everything is okay. a first for me. Um, right. But also trying to look ahead to what he is trying to do in my life. And I felt convicted, Amy, by this message that I don't want I don't want to miss out because I'm stuck in the past. Right. I have to be able to trust my life to him and let him Mm. do something new. So anyway, both and that's good. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's what I Amy, Thanks for, uh, thanks for sharing that message. It it was, it was, it was hopeful. I mean, I'm not, I'm not the most uh, optimistic person, But I walked away being, um, feeling like it was a sermon of joy and a sermon of, of something to be excited about. So thank you. Thanks. Um, Barry,
1: where are we going well, next? We're continuing the series. Uh, we're going to continue looking at this, uh, Isaiah, second Isaiah, or whatever you want to call it. <clears throat> I heard you and you guys and Tim went in, got into that about the concept of second, second Isaiah. Isaiah. I decided not to go there, um, <laughs>
0: just to spare people that, well, I asked the question. Great, it's a great pod Yeah, it totally
3: is. Totally is. Anyway, riveting.
0: I asked the question, not knowing if you made that term. No, I didn't, I didn't. Or it's, No, it's Tim, scholarly circles. I, I had no idea if Tim would have any idea of what I was saying. So I was f-
1: fully prepared to cut it out. No, it's all good. Um, <laughs> all that to say, we're going to continue looking at these, these passages and um, Isaiah 40 through 55, and we're going to turn a corner and, and I think we're going to start looking a little bit at sort of our, our posture and how, how we participate in what God is doing, this new thing that God is doing by looking at, um, four over the next two weeks, we're going to be looking at the four, what are called servant songs. Uh, mm-hmm. and they're going to be some familiar passages probably to some people who are, who are listening. Um, we're going to look at the first three servant songs this weekend and then we'll look at the last one the following weekend. And, um, Let's just say I'll probably be bringing an interpretation or a way of reading these that is different than what most people have heard um, over the years. You'll you'll probably be surprised when I um, suggest that these prophecies are not just about Jesus, that they are also about you. Hmm. Not just you, Tyler. I mean, you, all, all Christ followers.
2: <laughs>
0: Collectively, everybody.
1: Yeah. I'm writing yeah. down my notes I will, about me. I Got will it. say
2: to uh, people listening, just dig into this book. Yeah. Like Isaiah is just, if, if you've never spent much time in there, what powerful, it's like every passage mm-hmm. is powerful yeah. and full of just amazing words. So I'm excited to spend two more. When weeks you see, in it.
1: uh, when you see Bible inspirational Bible quotes, uh, on like a poster, it's a very good likelihood that they're yeah. from Isaiah 40 through 55. Those show up yeah. a lot. There's a lot of good, good ones in there with
2: a cat. With a cat. Yeah,
0: I do. From a,
1: from hang, in there, <laughs>
0: hang
2: in there. Israelites. Hang in there. Oh, my
0: goodness. I do easily get to, Amy, you saying dig into this book. I do easily get distracted when I'm reading this because Isaiah 43, um, 20, I referenced it in my intro. It says, The wild animals in the fields will thank me and the jackals and owls. Like, why wouldn't the jackals and owls be in the fields? Because they fly, probably. Why why yeah. why'd they bring them? Why'd they make those guys? Do you remember separate? when Tim talked about this well, about they, the the different uh,
1: the like animals and how they were categorized in the ancient world? Flying things were thought of as differently than scurrying things. Um, I guess maybe I don't know what a jackal is. <laughs> oh wait, you're right. Jackals don't fly. Jackals are yeah. Are, I was gonna uh, say
2: jackals are not flying, but.
3: See, but Tyler, that's the kind of thing that piques my curiosity. And then I go down this deep, deep rabbit hole (laughs) of looking at the usage of jackals in the Bible. Or I'll just Google the word or I'll Google the the scripture and then put the word commentary. And just like there are people who have blazed a trail <laughs> who have gone before us that can yes. help break this down so I would, yeah. just, nope, I think, we'll never I would encourage just, the listener not to be overwhelmed by things like that but no. you know,
0: I, I didn't say overwhelmed I just said distracted like right. Amy sitting there saying You know, God's going to do something new, and I'm like, yeah, but why aren't the jackals and owls in the fields? I I think it is. I'm going back to what Tim was talking about
1: in that sermon about animals. (laughs) I really do think it's because those animals eat other animals. Jackals and owls eat other animals, and therefore they're in a different categorization than like the hence
3: the and the rock
0: conies, rabbits,
3: and camels. Got it. (laughs) Well, and when they were when the part the part that usually uses loses me is the part that talks about sacrifice. You know, you haven't offered me any burnt offerings where's my fat you know that kind yeah. of thing <laughs> that's where i get lost but amy, yeah, that part amy too. you framed that in such an understandable way where you're saying what god is really saying is why are you neglecting me why have you turned yeah. your backs on me and so i can get my head out of the weeds of why does he keep talking about fat <laughs> and i can get yeah. to what he's actually saying why have you neglected me and now that applies to me you know so right yeah Well, and that's,
2: I got to get, I got to dumb it down for myself, so therefore I just have to dumb it down for everybody Uh, else, and I don't dumb it down in that I'm not reading about it. Uh, There, this was a long Mm -hmm. passage, and every single verse you could go to. Totally. I mean, really, honestly, every verse you could go into, lots of explanation for why it's written that way, and. And there were just parts that I was like, I just got to kind of hit on this and and get it to where we need and, and go on. Or It was already a long message. It, it could have been a lot longer because that's where you're just relying on the Holy Spirit to tell you which pieces to pick out mm-hmm. yeah. and which ones you're just going to have to kind of skim over a bit. Because really, there's just so much deep stuff almost in every word, I feel yeah.
3: like.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, and I've never heard a preacher say my sermon could have been a lot shorter
2: <laughs> no that's that's true but I, I did feel I did feel bad that it was a little bit longer especially being online I was like yeah. oh my gosh people are gonna be like at minute 25 and they're gonna be like I'm <laughs> out she took yeah. way too long
0: speaking of taking way too long yeah we, we gotta do. wrap this up uh alright Marin, are we're gonna see you everybody's back next week except Amy right yep.
2: yes I mean I'm, I'm, I'm yes I'm, I'm to good right
0: Cool. All right. So we'll do two weeks in a row of full crew and then who knows. <laughs> but until then, Marin, will you please send sure us will. out?
3: Do justly love mercy and walk humbly with your God.
0: And we'll see you on the other side of Sunday.